0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of the Power of Life. Uh, this afternoon, I'm really excited to have ex-League of Football and current LUTV presenter with me, Ben Parker. Ben, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Danny. Thanks for having me on. Really excited no, about
0: this. Great. Thanks for having me on. Um, the aim of this this talk, Ben, is to to talk about your life uh, in football, how you got there, and also afterlife of what you're doing now. So within your role. Um, so we're going to start with your playing days, Ben. So you made your, your debut for Leeds in a 1-0 win over Macclesfield, I believe, um, in 14th in of August. So how did you firstly get get playing for Leeds? What were the initial, um, was it a trial? Did you get to play for Leeds because you got picked up or how did you get there?
1: Um, my kind of rule was a bit different to kind of like the stereotypical way of playing for your Sunday League team, a scout coming down, getting invited for a trial. So... It was not only high school, and it was during the um, the summer holidays, and I think basically my parents just wanted to get rid of me instead of being at home all day, so they sent me to a football camp up there, and it was just basically a bit of fun. I was only seven years old, and obviously I didn't really know anything really, I just wanted to kick a ball around, so... But from going there from Monday to Friday, um some of the um some of the coaches that were connected to Leeds and I got a trial off back of that. So went into a six week trial up at Four Parch and got into the academy from that. So and that and that's where I stayed from the age of um, of eight years old. So I didn't play any Sunday league football. I might have had the odd game here and there for my yeah. friends' team, but
0: um yes, yeah, so I stayed in academy football from the age of eight all the way through. Yeah, which is obviously a big achievement. And what was the academy like? Obviously, it's got really good background. I've worked at the academy myself for a few years. What was the academy like uh, growing up there? Because you're obviously quite a young boy. It was, it was one of the
1: best in the country. I know, I know Leeds always have a reputation, don't they, of young players, young academy players coming through the system. But at the time, the um, the club was doing well in the Premier League as I got a bit older, obviously in the Champions League, doing, doing well in Europe. So the... Um, the pool of players were the best players around in the in the local area, and we had we had some fantastic teams, some fantastic players. I was lucky enough to play ages above myself, play with some players who are yeah. really well known now. But um, just just for a background, that they wanted us to play football in, in the correct way, getting the ball yeah. down, passing it, attacking football, similar to to what we what we watch now with, with the current Leeds team. But yeah. For, for a young player, there were no better place, in my opinion, to, to learn about the game.
0: Yeah, and you had obviously quite a lot of appearances for Bradford at the same time as, as you were at Leeds on loan, so um, what were your experiences like at Bradford as well for your development as a young player? I loved it. I
1: really did. I got to the point where I was playing reserve team football. I'd been doing it since the age of 14, got to like 17, 18, and I just needed to make that step up into the first team. And if... I wasn't ready enough for Leeds. I wanted to go out somewhere and, and just play some proper games, proper football. And the opportunity came to, to go to Bradford at the time. Colin Todd was the manager.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there was some some players like David Weatherall who I'd, I'd grow up watching. Yeah. I Remember his goal against Manchester United. Yeah, always. Uh, yeah. So once so like, one of like kind of my heroes, Dean Windass, was there. So they'd likes of these groups of players, and I thought, do you know what? It's, it's going to be a good opportunity, and yeah, I went there, and initially for six months, ended up doing the full season and played over forty games for him in League One. So at the, t- at the time for my age, it it, it was a great grounding, and um, it, it was it was superb.
0: Yeah, so with with them achievements at Bradford and at Leeds as well, what would you say your your attributes were as an individual when before you even started playing first team football for for Leeds or for Bradford so was there anything linked to uh, psychological factors how you how you made you as a player i don't it's, it's
1: difficult that like, psychologically because when you're younger you just you have you have no fear you don't really think There's about the player. game you don't think about the game too much in depth and for me, I, I, I just I just believed in myself. Always believed in my, in my ability. Always believed. Well, first of all, I just wanted to become a footballer. I, yeah. I, I didn't think about anything else because, quite frankly, I wasn't really good at anything else. So, is
0: that what you always wanted to be as a young boy as well?
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I um, for as long as I can remember, early ages, I had I United wallpaper, Leeds United duvets. Yeah. So I was always kicking a football. So. It was just something I obviously loved doing, and that's all I ever wanted to do. So I think just the belief that you're going to make it, and as you get older, you start to realise you you might be you might be all right at something, you might be doing this well and that well, but that that don't guarantee you're gonna you're gonna make it. There's a lot of dedication, and sacrifice that has to go into it. So it's um, yeah, your talent gets you so far in the academy. Don't get me wrong, but then we start getting into your late teens that's when your dedication starts to kick on because everyone's a good player at that age then. So it's, um, it's, it's always been the belief with me.
0: Yeah, and, and I'd say, being a Leeds fan myself, um, you, you lived our dreams, I'd say, playing for your, your hometown club. And also, you spoke about sacrifices before, but what sacrifices did you have to make? So you already suggested that you were, you were playing football from an early age at an academy, at elite level. So what sacrifices did you have to make to get to where you got to?
1: It's just the little things, really. It's always a cliche when players come out and say, "Well, my friends are going out at weekends. I can't really drink and stuff." And to be honest, I didn't really find it difficult at the time because I knew what I had to do to, to if I wanted to play at the weekend a good level. Because I knew if I didn't play well the the following week, I might I might not be might not be in the team. So it's yeah. always lying back of your mind. So and you brought up with it, so you brought up, you're playing, so you're training, as you know, Danny in the academy, three times a week, you play on a weekend. Yeah. So you, your body, and your, your mindset's already on that kind of path of, as of, you say, sacrifice. But to me, it wasn't really sacrifice, it was kind of second nature, like you're just embedded into your lifestyle. So, yeah, obviously when you get into like 17, 18, 19, and all, all the lads are starting to go out, and we've got a game, say, on the Tuesday, like, yeah. I, 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 would, I wouldn't go out on a Saturday, or if I did, I'd, I'd be on J2O. So yeah. it's, um, it's, just, it's all part and parcel of, of the game, and you've got to have that dedication. And it's, it's only for a short period of time, because if you dedicate and sacrifice for a short period of time, you see what the rewards are.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, after playing for Leeds as well, you went to, onto, I think it was Darlington and uh, Carlisle. Uh, Guiseley and Harrogate. I know that when you were at Guiseley, had a, a couple of my close, close pals. So, for instance, Loie, Danny Lowe, you, you gained promotion with them, didn't you? So, how how big of an achievement was that as well at the time?
1: No, great. It was great. it were it was great, great set of like You mentioned Loie, yeah. what a guy, um, great player as well. But people people like that you need in a changing room because when it when it's um, when, to, when you're going for these promotions, it, it's it's difficult. Guys, I think they were in the playoffs for about three, maybe four years before nice. I even arrived and failed in the semi-final or final. And the club was ready to make the next step and to be a part of it with a good group of guys where yeah, you, you're obviously desperate to win on the pitch, but off the pitch, you'd have a beer, you'd socialise, you'd go out, the team bonding was there. And what it meant for all the volunteers at the club, because... Clubs like the um rely heavily on the volunteers. Yeah. The, the club, the clubs, are, are kind of nothing without them. So, for them to go through years and years and years of kind of just just missing out and being able to deliver the promotion for everyone connected to the club who've been there for twenty plus years, yeah, it it, it meant so much to them. It meant so much for us as a group of players. And we, yeah, we knew we had to jump up in in class, going to the next. Um, into the next league and the National League, but we, we were ready for that. We had a good group of players, mate, so, so
0: sorry about that. Oh, no, we'll, we'll carry on. Um, are you ready, yeah? I'm ready to go, mate, yeah? Right, Bill. Um, right, so the next thing we're going to talk about is um, Harrogate Town. Obviously, you spent quite a lot of time there, so their, their rise has been unbelievable. Have you got any close connections down there still?
1: Yes, I still speak to quite a lot of the players because it's, um, it's great to see a large group of the guys when... So mainly my kind of second year, they're still there. They're still winning trophies, winning win at Wembley. Yeah, um, It's obviously still the same coaching staff, same physio, same same chairman, same owner, same same, same everything really. And when I, when I joined, they just made the decision in the summer to change the pitch to 4G. And that was just a big stepping stone for the club because they didn't really have a youth development scheme in place. Yeah. And having the 4G enabled them to set up the um, the PDC program, which yeah, yeah it start started off with um, small numbers, but as soon as the words got out that what Harrogate Town are doing in the local community mm-hmm. and w- the quality of coaches as well that are down there, it, it just really it really did take off, and on back of that setting academy system up, and I was a big part of that in my in my second year there, um, yeah. I, I was the, I was the head of the PDC. And had some great people around me, some great coaches. But more importantly, it was just, it was just exciting for us to see see all the young players coming down and just really enjoy it. So yeah. that was kind of the um, starting point for the for Harrogate to then take off as a as a whole club because it's 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 a club where there's there's no egos. Ev- everyone works really hard. Everyone grafts away, and you get your rewards by doing that. I, I've always found when a, we spoke about there winning promotion at Guy, when we won promotion at Leeds. It's always the team ethic, the team spirit. Everyone's really working hard and together and, and 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 that's what we did at
0: Arrogate. Yeah, what would you say? So just finish up on your playing days now, man. What would you say your um your biggest achievement is? So just from any of the clubs you've been at, or something that just stands out in your head as this this was the best moment for me in football. <coughs>
1: Hundred percent, Danny. Making my debut for Leeds, so yeah, it's um, as as I've as I've mentioned, my um, my dream was to play for Leeds. I've Always been a massive Leeds fan, and to 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 do it, were um, a dream come true. And I, I wish I played more games. Yeah. I probably should I probably should have done, but it's part and parcel of of the game, picking up injuries. But to play fifty five times for for the club I love. No, no one will ever, ever take that away from me. So, it's something that's uh, really special for me, and it's it's great, it's great memories. I keep getting tagged in things about little moments yeah. in games, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm getting all that. It's over yeah. like ten years ago now. Yeah, so. but been um, out great times and great memories.
0: Yeah, um, obviously excellent for for Leeds fans to do that as well. So going on now after football, Ben. So um, did you know? Just before we go on to what you do, did you know what you wanted to do after football? So I know that a lot of elite professionals just in any sport struggle to maybe find the pathway or a transition into something different. So did you have any ideas what you wanted to do once you'd finished? I think it's the
1: old one where most players just go, you know, I'll become a coach. It's, yeah. I'll, I'll fall into that. But um, what I probably should have done more on the coaches, I should have done my, uh, my B licence while yeah. I was still probably playing at Leeds, because we did as Level 2, whilst coming through the um, the scholarship. Yeah. And then you just kind of forget about it, because you think, I'm young, I'll, I'll do it next year. No, do you know what, I'll do it year after. And by time passes, I got to 13, I was like, I need to get my UA for B here. So, yeah. but, so I managed to get my UA for my B licence um, when I was at Harrogate. And... It was just, I was just kind of open to kind of ideas because I'd done a little bit of radio work, but nothing major. Yeah. Done the odd kind of game with leads again, nothing too much. And it was just kind of keeping the options open. I didn't want to narrow myself off, but I knew I definitely wanted to, to stay in sport. Yeah. Did the, kind of go, go off the kind of sport track. I um, had a little dabble with them with, um, within finance. Many yeah. a financial advisor, but that that just wasn't for me at all. When when I tried to sit the first exam, it might as well have been in a different language, to be honest. And yeah. um, so quickly went back to sport, and and yes, yeah, so as I mentioned, doing the doing my coaching at Harrogate, really enjoyed that, really loved that. And then the media side kind of popped up as well, and I found myself enjoying the media side more than being being out on the grass because. I don't know. There's so many different sides to the game. Something that I've not yeah. kind of seen. Seeing how hard people like edit, edit, edit films, edit, edit content, and put it and put it out onto onto the website, to social media. All these kind of guys who work the socks off and they're very, very talented as well. Yeah. So I just really enjoyed that site kind of more. So I decided to kind of go down
0: that route. You fell into work with LUTV with the commentary side doing first-team games and also reserve games and youth games. How do you find that now?
1: I love it. I really do. As I mentioned there, it's a different side looking at the game. I find myself watching the game differently than to what I used to do, say, sat at home or in a pub with mates. Yeah, You analyse it a lot more and you, you have to know what you're talking about because if you're watching the game and people are watching you talking about it. You have to know your facts. You have to, you have yeah, to get things, things right. And end of day fo- football is always about opinions. I might have an opinion on the game. I might have seen something. And yeah. then the next fan might see it completely different. And there's no right or wrong wrong way about it. And that's what I love about it. There's, there's a lot of interaction. And the good thing about what I've been doing uh, for the last, uh, the last two, three years now is the club's been successful. And... It's um, it's been a joy to kind of follow with the first team with, with the 23s even the under 18s the young players that come yeah, through yeah. as well the club's it's it's thriving it's, there's a buzz about it and uh, just play a small part in it it's um, I'd like say for, for, for a Leeds fan yeah. to come back to work for the club it was um, something something I couldn't turn down
0: Yeah so going on to that more now as I just link to your job now what different skill set are how initiative skills etc did you have to use to just to commentate in a game it's just to get across the the action because it's it can be
1: slightly different whereas some sometimes the um, the games can be shown live so your yeah. commentary skills you don't have to talk as much because viewers can see the action for themselves but then there'll be games when it's just sort of in, in, in a kind of radio format, so you have to describe the action, how the build-up play was, how the finish was, how the defending yeah. was, going more in-depth so the so the listener can create a picture in their own mind. So the good thing for me, I've, I've been able to learn of some, some of the best people in the industry yeah, at, who've, who've had years and years of experience by doing this. Tom Kerwin, who's head of LUTV, Bryn Law, rich williams in the studio emma jones in the studio all these professional michael Waydo commentary so all yeah. these tony dorigo when he does his co-coms so all these guys and um, and emma they're fantastic at what at what they do um, yeah. they've done it a lot longer than i have and in a way to start with, it was like a work experience type of thing so when i went talking or i went not uh, doing a piece of work i'd find myself next to someone like that. So when I did the commentary for the away games with Bryn Law, after the the game Bryn would do the post-match interviews, he'd do the pre-match as well sometimes. And I'd just stand with an earshot and just learn how he'd like phrase his questions, how he'd he'd get get the answers out, how he'd do his follow-up questions. And by just, just doing something like that, I just learned so, so much, a lot more than probably if I went into... I, I don't know. Did a university degree? I just found get gaining the knowledge firsthand yeah. was
0: um, was invaluable for me. Yeah, definitely. Nothing people realize before a game how much preparation do you have to do before the single game, before and after. I find myself
1: watching strange, random football games. Yeah, just because we're playing in the next game or two, three games down the line. So you have again, you have to just because you have to. Get the the names right, the pronunciation right, the yeah. formation, the form, all these little factors. Because if you get a fact wrong whilst whilst you're on air, someone will pick it up and be like, "What, oh. it, what are what you about?" And don't get me wrong, it, it, that's always going to happen. But the less times that happens, obviously, the better. So it's um, some call it prep. <laughs> End of day, it's, for me, it's watching football, studying football. There could be a lot worse things for me out there to kind of study. So. Yeah, there's times last season or two seasons when I don't really want to watch Luton v Barnsley. No disrespect yeah. to him. Yeah. But it's part and parcel of the job because when we beat Barnsley just after lockdown, 1 0 Ellen Road, we knew how difficult the game was going to be. And we had to get that message across because people thought Leeds v Barnsley, Leeds game from promotion, Barnsley was like they going to get relegated. Should be a yeah. walkover. But it's proven on, on, on the night it wasn't. And yeah. It was it was good to do that research and kind of highlight the dangerous players, the strengths in Barnesless team, and just try and get that across to the viewers. So you're right, there's a lot that goes into it. It's more for the um the the main company, like a Bryn Law. He'll yeah. do a lot of paperwork, he'll have every kind of detail, every fact down. And I'm just in awe of these guys because I'm thinking, How do you remember all this and remember how to say in the correct kind of order? So it's um, no, but for me, it's just it's just watching football.
0: Your favourite commentating or commentating on a game was uh, I, I remember the Man City game vividly this year. Pablo's going at Swansea last year. And um, so, what were the best moments so far of you commentating? <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. That the best moments,
1: I'll go with being in being in the studio, and for that, definitely Pablo away at Swansea. Yeah, just the just the feel, the sense of relief you are quite emotional as well, actually. And yeah. Obviously, being away game, though we have a bit of less staff in the studio and um, in 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 the gallery, but everyone was going crazy. And with that moment, where I thought we'll, we've got promoted here. It really yeah. was. But for for commentating on, that's a tough one. The um, I had some great times with, like doing the away games with. With Bryn, we uh, yeah. it was great. One that stands out was the, the first one we did away at Br- Bristol City because obviously losing the previous campaign in the playoffs against Derby, there's always yeah. like that how we're going to respond. But yeah. the first game out, it was a boiling hot Sunday afternoon. The players were fantastic, and it was uh, it was my first, first uh, game working for the club doing the commentary, yeah. And, I loved it. It were was, it was, it was great, and we got off to a great start. So, I think that sticks out a lot.
0: Yeah, and almost, almost last question. A bit of a double question for you. So, obviously, as as an individual, where do you think you're going to be in the next year? Too is it going to be? It's still working at Leeds? Is it going to be doing something different or still in media? And then, secondly, for any Leeds fans who are listening, where do you think Leeds can get to uh, next season or even the season after? Currently, how how they're doing at the moment. Well for me obviously we mentioned
1: doing the media stuff I I have another role I um I, I look after the um under 18s and under 23 players by getting them involved in community activities all right, engaging, okay. engaging them um within within our um, within our foundation so it's it's gone really well obviously it's been difficult as we all know yeah. the in the pandemic but 4 months into it nearly 5 we've um, we've got quite a lot of player appearances all virtually That's and the young the young players have been really really engaging towards it a couple a bit nervous at first but more you do it with these they just they come, they come out of the comfort zone and they really love what they're doing and um, it benefit really does benefit the um, the local community on whatever whatever's taking place at the time so I love doing that I really do Obviously, coming through an academy system myself, I can relate yeah. to the young players. I'm there if they need any advice. Yeah. So I just really want to continue that and and, pu- and push it on because we're only one of three clubs in the country to be doing this program. Which to me, it's it's so surprising. Yeah, it definitely. Every, every club should be doing it, and I just want to I just want to keep building. And it's um, who knows, but for, for for Leeds themselves, for the club themselves they can they can achieve whatever they want to achieve because what they've done in the last 12 to 18 months has been has been superb yeah incredible Every, as you mentioned Danny like being, being a fan it's they're just you can be proud of the club again because there were a period of time where you didn't really want to walk in the street with your lead shirt on because yeah. you wasn't proud of them it was just a club I didn't recognise from from what I'd known so Full credit to Andrea, Angus, Victor, all these guys. that have come in with a vision and just give everyone a bit of belief back. And with belief, it, you can go so far with it. And the the I think the important thing is to kind of remember: don't get too far ahead of ourselves. And we, oh, yeah, and, we and, and we won't. It's about stepping stones. And to be where we are in the Premier League now is is great. It's what what season back by the way? Yeah, really. Um, I'm sure the objective is for next season to finish higher and who knows where that might might be but it's a club always looking to progress year upon year upon year and that's all down to the ownership but full credit to the players and the manager as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so how much credit do you think uh, Marcelo deserves out of all this as well?
1: <laughs> what, what more can you say about him? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I love the guy, I really do for what he's done, his methods and training, how he thinks about the game, how he improves players. There's, there's a reason why he's one of the best managers in the world. And you, I see you can see the performances on the pitch, the yeah. way the players talk about him, the way the players speak about how they look at the game completely differently. And I have to admit, I have as well been lucky enough to watch some of the training sessions. Yeah. And you can see the training session replicate out onto, out onto the pitch at Ellen Road. It's a, it's a completely unique way of playing football, unique way of thinking about football but it works and the players have bought into it massively. But again, full, full credit to, to the manager. and Any staff, the staff work ever so yeah. hard as well up there. There's, there's quite a lot of them, there's a big group of them, but they're all close together and they get the best out of one another. And more importantly, they get the best out of the players. Yeah, last, last
0: question, Ben. So what would your message to be to any young footballer, that's boy or girl, who's wanting to make, make it to the the highest level or the next mark where they can get to.
1: I always say, Danny, enjoy it. Yeah. If you, if, you, if, you, if you play the game and you don't enjoy it, then for me, you there's no there's no point really continuing with it. And that goes across for any, anything you're doing kind in life, enjoy what you do, but more so sport, football, come down, have a game, play with your friends, just, just yeah. enjoy the occasion, just enjoy having, having, having a laugh and then Having, and then like, want to make it into career have the belief to go along with the enjoyment even still when you're professional you still got to have that like, enjoyment as well and everyone does but the enjoyment and belief
0: factors are two big things for me yeah definitely well thanks for your time Ben I really appreciate you coming on and I'm sure the, the Leeds fans will love listening to this one
1: no thanks everyone Danny cheers
0: cheers mate